0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. This planet is inhabited with fantasy drafts of our favorite properties and characters,
1: fantasy cast of dream movies, hunger games, award shows, and anything else we deem to be a part of our vibe. On this planet, fantasy rules. And I'm one of your hosts, and binger of the cosmos, Damon. And with me is my better half, the soup slut himself, Kyle. But today, we won't be here for long. We're handing the keys over, because this is a hostile takeover.
0: That's right. This is the Hostile Takeover, the inaugural episode basically for this series. Damon and I are going to be taking a backseat, letting some friends of the pod take over and talk about what they are passionate about. So, without further ado, we are handing over the keys to the hosts of the first episode of Hostile Takeover. Enjoy.
1: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Planet Fantasy. We are your very special hosts. I'm Crystal. And I'm Hannah and we are coming at you for the very first planet fantasy hostile takeover episode. We decided that Kyle and Damon could not be trusted with the things that matter the most to us and that we needed to take the reins on our own episode of the podcast. This great idea comes at you from Hannah directly. So Hannah, why don't you tell us how you came up with this idea, how, how you pitched it and how you convinced, uh, the boys to hand over their Skype account and leave us in charge today?
0: I mean, honestly, it was fairly easy. I just kept on talking about Taylor Swift and Damon was like, yeah, I don't want to be on this anymore. So he was like, ta- I was like, hospital takeover would be a great idea so that Damon doesn't have to listen to me talk about Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm sure Kyle would love to be here to talk about it as well, but I mean, he's not as knowledgeable as us too about <laughs> boy bands and music and all that fun stuff unless it's Phoebe Bridges related, so... That's kind of how I came up with it, and uh, here we are.
1: Yeah, it's more of a mercy for Kyle and Damon than um, a gift to us, if anything.
0: Yes, but we're going to take it and be like, this is our thing now, and we're probably going to start taking over regularly so you guys can hear all of our crazy stuff.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, this is going to be the most popular, profitable episode of Planet Fantasy that there's ever been.
0: Obviously. I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to two people just, yeah, talk about music and whatever we're going to talk about today? Did you want to start the intro on what we're going to talk about today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in thinking about, like, what can me and Hannah bring to the podcast? What do we have that, you know no one else can bring no one else can really bring the area of expertise that we have especially like where is it lacking from Kyle and Damon and Anna um and how how do we bring something new so naturally um we landed on our favorite topic ever to talk about and discuss at length and that is pop culture conspiracy theories
0: woo yes we're very knowledgeable unfortunately because yeah well we're going to talk about a little bit about our background but I mean I think being queer and growing up on the internet we're just super knowledgeable in general so yeah I'm really excited to talk about this today
1: yeah absolutely I think like that's such a part of it and that was part of our brainstorming on how we kind of got to this final topic was like how do we bring in you know kind of queer culture but also like memes and keep it fun and it was like well if we talk about just generally pop culture conspiracy theories most of them are either rooted in queer culture or are um oh i can't think of the word are like spread by queer culture um and I just think that's so beautiful. So um, I wanna add a disclaimer right at the top that we are using the word conspiracy theory very jokingly here. We don't take any of these super seriously. We don't mean any of them to, you know, be libelous against someone or to denigrate someone's reputation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Allegedly, you know the drift. So here we are.
0: Yeah, we and I would like to say, like, I mean, we don't believe in for the most part like harmful conspiracy theories. It's not like we're going to talk to you about how Q exists and that Donald Trump has been elected, been the president this entire time. Um, that's that's stuff we're going to leave out of this podcast. Yeah,
1: we're going to talk about fun conspiracies, um, (laughs) less so on the anti Semitism front. Yes, all right. So the way we're going to do this is sort of a mini draft. This episode will probably be a little bit shorter than a typical planet fantasy because we're going to skip um, the list game at the beginning to determine our order. And me and Hannah will just, I don't know, come up with some way to decide who's going to go first in that I will just let her go first. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is worried that I'm going to steal some of hers. And I know I have so many good ones that I'm not worried about it.
0: <laughs> Very true. I know. And she's <laughs> like, I've been re- I've been preparing for this my whole life. I didn't she didn't even need a prep. She just had this a PowerPoint ready, which I appreciate. It's true.
1: <laughs> it's true. It did take me about five minutes to make my list. <laughs> um Love it. So we're going to go back and forth, uh, and each list our five favorite pop culture conspiracy theories, leaving you with the Planet Fantasy Top 10 Pop Culture Conspiracy List.
0: Yes. Uh, Do we want to talk a little bit about, you know, like maybe our first conspiracy theory or like what got us into it besides just obviously being queer and being on the internet? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Okay. So, actually, my mom loves conspiracy theories, but she kind of gets to the point where some of them can be harmful. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's kind of what interested me into it. So, like, I kind of grew up just, like, thinking, like, a lot of conspiracy theories were, you know, it's kind of, like, the truth, and then kind of, but, like, not, like, terrible ones, but, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, the Titanic, for example, was was, like, happened on purpose or stuff like that. Um, you have a lot of childhood,
1: like, fundamental memories um, that center around the Titanic. I do,
0: yes. Uh, I have people know that Titanic was the first movie that I saw in theater, which I'm 28 years old, so I was three. Um, probably not appropriate for a three-year-old to see in theaters, but it was a core memory, and I love that, that movie to, to this day, so I do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah and then also then like i said earlier being queer and growing up in the internet i think like queer culture in general is just um i don't know i feel like you kind of live with this like this i this is me projecting probably but you kind of like live with a secret for a big part of your life especially if you didn't come out right away and so like conspiracy theories are just kind of like a fun little secret like with your friends that like it's kind of like an inside joke and that's kind yeah. of it. yeah absolutely
1: i think and I'll I'll talk more about this in depth because it's coming up in my choices and you know this and I'm I don't have to worry about you stealing it because it's off limits, yes. but um, I think there is. Um, such a fundamental part, and I think it's important to acknowledge that the reason that a lot of this is so tied into queer culture is because. Um, queer people, and I say that as a queer people. Um, Do a little bit of self-insert fan fiction in their own heads.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: in terms of like when we were growing up, there really wasn't any representation in the media. um, especially for like a bisexual person, like if there was any representation, it was like on, you know, one end of the spectrum or the other, with like Mm -hmm. no even acknowledgement that anything in the middle could ever exist. Yeah. So there is a little bit of like seeing yourself in media and kind of searching for yourself in media and like um, kind of sometimes inserting it where it may or may not be. Um, So I think that's just like such a key part of what like, of what these kind of pop culture conspiracy theories, the kind of things we're talking about, at least, as we, as I kind of have been framing it, the fun conspiracy theories.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. Um, I completely agree, yeah. It's, uh, especially, I mean, I wonder, I'm curious to see in, like, you know, in the next, like, 10, 15 years, if queer culture is still going to be, you know, like, driven a lot of conspiracy theories, because we are seeing more representation in media. Especially like, I mean, like me watching Heartstopper, like someone being bisexual, and that was like, I was just so jealous to have that representation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting that at 28 years old when a lot of people are getting that at that like 15, 16, 17 age. So I'm curious if that's going to continue to drive, but I hope so because they're still fun.
1: <laughs> it's true. I think like it'll drive, or my hope at least, is that it'll drive more of the like, Absolutely off the wall, bonkers conspiracies more so
0: than the like this person is in the closet yeah. conspiracies. Which I mean, I'm sure a lot of ours are going to be similar to that. Um, just because yeah, those are the ones we grew up on, but um, yeah, absolutely. I hope that like the crazy ones are always the most fun. So
1: I only got one, mine are fun, mine are fun as hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. All right. Should we go? Uh, since I, you said I get to go first because you're nice.
1: Yes. Since I have so graciously given the first pick to Hannah, I will send it over to you. What is your favorite, or what is your first pick,
0: for one of your favorite pop culture conspiracy theories? What if I just came out and was like, "We're going to talk about Larry Styleson? Could you just <laughs> like hang up? Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like we're done with this podcast. I
1: would just end the call. I would be like, "Okay, Hannah, tell me everything you know," and then I would yeah. just correct you every time you say something wrong. Just have a buzzer. Eh.
0: It's true. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I, it's not going to be my first one because I, that is the off limits one. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, spoilers. But, sorry. I mean, everyone knows probably that you are the you are the Larry expert. So. Um, which is why my first one is going to be Gaylor. Are we shocked? Um, so Gaylor or like Gay- Taylor Swift theories is probably one of my favorite ones as a big Swifty. Rider-dice Swifty, I'm currently wearing a 1989 sweatshirt that I just got for my okay. 1989 collection. Um, so uh, it's hard to start because like, I think the main ones people think of is Diana Ar- 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 Argon, I never know how to say her last name, but Agrin. Argan, I think, Agrin, Agron, thank you, yeah, uh, see, she's already correcting me, um, <laughs> biz, <laughs> uh, Diana A- Agron, um, or, uh, Carly Kloss are kind of, like, the main ones you think about, but it's actually, like, Gaylor started so much more before that, um, like when I think of Gae the start of it, um I think of the song "Mine" uh, that came out on Speak Now. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, for those of you who don't know it, it's uh, it's like a one of her classic storytelling songs, which is what Taylor Swift is known for right? is her lyrics and storytelling. And it talks about uh, like a love story between um, uh, like a someone and a um, farmer's daughter type thing. Uh-huh. And there is a point in the song where it switches perspectives, or this is like the streamline, the main, whatever, it's switching perspectives, where she sings from the man's perspective. And I fell in love with a careless uh, man's careful daughter. She's the best thing that's ever been mine. And I think in general, queer culture just kind of like latched onto that and was like, yes, like, it's like seeing representation, right, in media for the first time, even though Taylor Swift has said, "This is from the, ma- the man's perspective." A lot of people just like grasped onto that, and then coupled that with a million other songs that she has that are very <laughs> clear, um, which I could we could probably do an entire podcast on that. Um, but um, then there's also she's had very close female friendships um, in her in her history. So the first one that when you think of Gaylor, I don't know if you, I, I don't know, if Crystal. You know about this because I know you're just kind of like a light galer just, uh-huh. like, You just like think about more of like songs and stuff like that. But Emily Poe was her, a person in her band that she. No, was, I've like, never she, even
1: heard that name.
0: Ooh, okay. So I can't wait to like get on my soapbox. Okay. Yeah, hit me with it. <laughs> so Emily Poe was in her band, and she was actually like randomly, unceremoniously fired. I can't remember if it was before Speak Now or Fearless. I want to say it was Before Speak Now. And they were, like, thick of thieves. They went on vacation together. They posted pictures together. Like, there's a picture of her kissing Emily's cheek and all this stuff. And, like, uh-huh. so there was rumors on, like, the tour and stuff like that that they were more than just friends. Um, so it kind of started back with that. And so, of course, queer fans latched onto this and was like, oh, my gosh, maybe Tyler- Taylor Swift is bisexual. Um Or however she would identify, so um, people um, people like immediately latched onto this was like this is amazing. And then since there is since she's like I don't know I I like to call Disney adjacent. There's obviously a lot of and she has a lot of fans that are conservative. Mm -hmm. Coming out as gay, which I know we're probably gonna talk about later with Larry, would not be a positive thing for her career. So people were like, well, like her. Her people, um, Payne is her publicist, um, is not gonna allow her to come out and stuff like that. So that once she was like unceremoniously fired with like really no explanation, people were like, Well, it was because they're in a relationship. And then like they that her team need to get rid of get rid of her type of thing. So kind of like started all back with that and then adding that with like your lyrics with like mine. And then you keep on going, there's Wonderland, there's New Romantics, there's Dorothea, there's Dress. We could go on and on and on, right? Uh Uh, There's Seven. Um, That, it's just like, okay, well, like, she could just be, like, you know, doing stuff for queer fans, which is a very real possibility. Um, But then there's also, we come in uh, Diana from Glee. They were, like, thick as thieves for a really long time. Um, there's like this actually it's really funny if you go on a reddit thread there's like this whole thing that goes um, it's called like the iceberg of Gaylor (laughs) and um, like there's like the top of it that's like man's respective lyrics the song dress kiss gate which we're going to get to later Um, and then there's like at the bottom there's like babe the music video which is like so outlandishly out there I would need a whole podcast to explain it because it's like So like somehow connected to um, Diana that it's like um, that it's just like completely out there and outlandish and I love it. Um, I love that. (laughs) It's like it's like honestly the most subtle things that they're like it has to be about her when it really I don't I don't know if it is but I still love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then yeah so there's like things where they're like really close they're wearing scissor like scissor matching scissor necklaces. (laughs) <laughs> just normal uh, best friend stuff. Yeah, just two gal pals, you know. Um, and then there was like the whole thing with um, uh, Diana being like, "Oh, um, telling Taylor Swift that there was going to be a Taylor Swift song on an episode of Glee." And so then Taylor Swift tweeted out, "Like, I have it from a good source that there is going to be a Taylor Swift song uh, on tonight's uh, tonight's episode of Glee." And that episode, everyone watched it was like, hell yeah, Taylor Swift. And on that episode, there was no Taylor Swift reference, but it was the episode where Diana hooks up with Santana, I think. Sorry. Oh. Spoilers. Yeah. So then everyone was like, oh, oh my gosh, does this mean that like Diana's trying to out-taylor I was like, I
1: don't think there's ever been a Taylor Swift song on Glee.
0: I don't think so either. I mean, maybe Shake It Off. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't actually, I don't know. You think I would know this? Those later seasons don't count. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So everyone was freaking out. They're like, Oh my gosh, Diana's trying to out Taylor in their relationship. Um, Taylor ends up deleting the tweet. And then it like got all sus and quiet, quiet. And then Diana's like hinted on several things, being like, Oh, if we were together, how spicy would that be? type of thing. And just like, I mean, it could be considered queer baiting. But I feel like Diana's actually probably queer. She's said a lot of things that it basically is all but can't come out to, like, straight people. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyways. So, like, there's that whole thing. And she's written multiple songs that they think about. Diana is a whole thing. And then we get to Carly Kloss, which is everyone's favorite. Because <laughs> their t- relationship is so toxic. And we love a, a toxic Taylor relationship. Um, and We love the get- art it creates. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, let's clarify, please. <laughs> I mean, like, I will forever be happy that she dated Jake Hall because we ended up with a 10-minute version of All Too Well, but I'm sure that wasn't a great relationship for her, and I hope she's past that and everything. Um... Yeah, someone who related <laughs> a
1: lot to that album, I'm sorry yeah. she went through that, but also thank
0: you for going through that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then there is Taylor, which is like the ship's, uh, ship name for Carly Kloss in uh, Taylor, and there's like, I don't know, the Victoria's Secret fashion show, for example, is just like, there's so many longing looks and like winks and like hand holding. It's just like aggressively intense. And then I can't remember which year it was, there's Kissgate, where at a 1975 concert, which I know, I know, Crystal, you've seen this. I remember, yeah. I think you said, I said, I like, have you seen Kissgate? And you said, Of course I have, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> So, um, Kissgate is at a 1975 concert. There is a video of them, like, like Taylor is, like, and her obviously visibly drunk, and they're, like, hanging on each other and kissing. Um, And then, like, her publicist and stuff like that freaked out. They've deleted, like, tried to delete every single version of that. Every time it pops up, they try and delete it again. Um, And then there's a lot of references to Carly Kloss and her lyrics. Um, So, people think that they did it at one point, Um, I feel like I'm missing a lot of it. I know I probably am. Crystal, do you have anything you want to add to these rumors? No, I don't think so. Um,
1: I'm honestly taking notes while you talk of, like, all of the same, the parallels to Larry. I wasn't going to talk about them first, but I think I will just because it'll make the most sense. But I think the one thing I would want to add is, like, for the people who will listen to this and say, like, well... They don't have the power to like do that, like especially Taylor Swift, someone who's so outspoken and, you know, publicly like stubborn and powerful and like, you know, the most popular artist in the world basically right now. And they say, well, they they wouldn't do that. They don't have the power to do that. And then like what I would say to that or those people is just to like watch Miss Americana and watch like how directly they do absolutely have control over these things. right.
0: Exactly. No, I completely agree. And, like, also, I mean, I think the biggest thing, like, I never go on Gaylor TikTok and look at the comments, because there's always, like, I, what I like to call them, which, like, Gaylor people call them Hedlers, hetero Taylor Swift fans. Okay. Um, They, like, will ride hard and be, like, Taylor Swift is straight. She's said it multiple times. How dare you assume someone's sexuality? Which I'm like, of course, we're not assuming some sexuality. Like, but she's never said that she's straight. She said that she doesn't belong she's like she's like i've never felt so strongly about the lgbtq community when i don't necessarily consider myself a part of it that's like her version of saying i guess i'm straight to these like peddlers. but the uh but a lot of people would say, like, argue that like if you are in the closet you're not necessarily part of the lgbtq community and she's also said like in the me and like miss americana when she's making me she's like gay pride makes me me And like stuff like Mm -hmm. that, and it's just like okay, like I mean, you you can't really have it both ways. So like, I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: I think the thing is that like a lot of um, a lot of people who relate to that who haven't come out or even came out later in life. Like I was in my twenties before I even came out to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of like realizing I was queer. Oh, I completely lost my train of thought of where I was going with this. Oh, of like, I think the overinvested queer ally is a very normal step, especially for women, and especially for women who um, identify somewhere in between the extremes of either being 100% gay or 100% straight. Um, it goes back to what I was saying before about how it's like literally never even presented as an option. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the same as me, is, like, I was super invested, my number one, like, cause that I cared about was, like, gay rights, and I was like, but, yeah, it's not, it's not me, I just care about them, yeah. and then I got older and was like, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I'm, like, I was the same way, I mean, I I didn't come out to myself, like, I think, like, a part of me always knew, right, but, like, I didn't come out to myself until, like, two or three years ago, so, um yeah I came out later in life too so like I was always like you know like pride is so important and like I remember like crying I mean you're lucky you're in Canada but like I remember crying in 2015 when like same-sex marriage was finally like and like uh the Supreme Court ruled on it and I was like oh like I'm just a really good ally right like mm, exactly <laughs> so yeah so yeah I think yeah, that could be a part of Taylor's journey could not or maybe she is a really over-invested ally and
1: Hey, uh-huh. we need Either those
0: way. overinvested
1: rich allies are a good thing for the gay community, exactly. so I'll take it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to rearrange my order to talk about Larry first because it feels right. Yes. So, I will tell you a story that is very similar um basically to the one that Hannah just told. Um I'm just Checking the clock first.
0: Here we got, yeah, we got about like seven minutes before we need okay.
1: to break. Okay. Well, I'll, we so, I'll, I'll to... start. Give you a little teaser. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, once upon a time, 2010, um, July 23rd, in London, United Kingdom, um, a boy band was formed on the X Factor, and that boy band was One Direction. Um, they
0: Never quickly rose. It. Huh? Never heard of it.
1: Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> bottom of the stairs, top of the charts. One band, one dream, One Direction. You know, um, and they became my one true loves from that moment in time. Um, very, very soon after, arguably the same day, maybe the same week, um, two boys meet in the bathroom. I actually think this was before they were formed officially. Mm-hmm two boys meet in the bathroom. One, distracted by the other, turns a little bit, unknowingly directing his stream of piss onto the other boy's shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The boy says, oops, the other boy turns and instead of replying with a normal grossed out thing, you'd say when someone pees on your shoe, he says hi, and that is how Larry meets.
0: Oh, that was like the most perfect meet cute ever, honestly. Right?
1: So, there's nothing more beautiful than a a water sports meet cute. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of reasons we think this is true. Um, obviously, no one, none of us us being just like the fandom at large. We're in the bathroom that day, but some of the reasons we believe that is true is that we actually know that that was their first interaction. We do know that Harry literally peed on Louis when they first met in the toilet. Um, Yeah, that's just canon. They have oops and hi tattoos. Um, Like each of them has their first words to the other, allegedly. Uh, in each other's handwriting, allegedly. Uh, so that is the the origin of the oops and hi, and that's the origin of Larry. And that will be the beginning of a beautiful and sad love story that I will tell you now.
0: And how's that for a lead into a break? That is incredible. I'm hanging at the edge of my seat. I don't even know if I need to get water or anything. Like, I all right. <laughs> well,
1: if you guys can even stand to wait, we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back to tell you all about Larry Stylinson. All right, and we're back. I hope you all made it back and you haven't been furiously Googling Larry this whole time and ruining the story. Um, I was, sorry. I know, I know. That's why you're not allowed to talk about it, honestly.
0: <laughs> That's why I just had to sit here silently. Got it. Okay.
1: <laughs> so anyway after one direction is formed as a band just for anyone who might not already know the backstory of one direction they did not know each other prior to the band being made there's plenty of other conspiracies about that but we won't get into those they're not important Um, but on the basics they were five random guys from different parts of england and ireland who were put into a band together Anyway, they do all this stuff to, you know, Bond as a band and, you know, they're on the X Factor and doing X Factor stuff in this music competition. And um, Harry and Louis grow very, very close in that time. Um, There's lots of proof and and bits of evidence that this was, at this point, a... I'm I'm being very careful with my words here. There is reason to believe that this was an intimate relationship at this point, um, and the reason I'm being very cautious is that, like, I don't want to talk about it, Harry was underage, it's gross, um, not interested, but like, they were definitely already together um, when they were on the X Factor, and near the beginning of the X Factor, when they were doing the parts where they're like, you know, traveling to like Simon Cowell's house in the tropics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, So you mentioned a lot of things in your, in your Taylor pick that have like direct links to Larry. And I thought that was funny. Um, So one of them is uh, the equivalent to the iceberg is called the Harry and Louis treatise. um, And there is like different parts of it. And basically it's, I don't even know if it still exists anymore because it was on Tumblr, but it's this super long compendium of all of these bits and pieces of information and like tweets and, you know, old videos that don't exist from, you know, live platforms that we don't use anymore. And all of that stuff um, that I think like I just spent a week going down that rabbit hole when I first jumped in. <laughs> um, and it's incredible. And the Larry equivalent to Kissgate is called Wellington. Um, so in Wellington, New Zealand, um, very similar, they were all in a bar, uh, fans were outside, but not allowed in the bar. There is a film, um, version of Harry and Louie dancing together in the bar, and it does look like they kiss. Um, it was filmed on a baked potato, so the quality <laughs> is very low, uh, and Simon Cowell did immediately murder... The girl who took the video so um <laughs> there has never been a better quality video like you said it disappears every time it's posted um yeah it's like a running joke of like what happened to the wellington girl like oh she's gone um and it's true like the person who took the video has like appeared to disappear from the internet likely but- which they just a got a new account Larry, and didn't right? want to be tied to this anymore. What? Right.
0: Well, that's a common thing with Larry in general, right? Anytime something pops up, then like their account randomly disappears.
1: Yes, absolutely. Every time. Yeah. And it, it does happen. So it's usually people who are like obviously not involved with One Direction at all. And they'll just be like, you know, um, like a back room person at a magazine and they'll be like, oh, Harry was here today, and then someone in the comments will be like, oh, is there anyone with him, and basically, it'll get to, like, it's Louis, but, like, that guy didn't even know Louis's name, and then all of yeah. a sudden, like, that dude's account is gone. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, pretty, pretty normal. That's happened more than once, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just par for the course. Um, so, kind of what Hannah was talking about before, and, like, I guess the number one question or thing to consider is why. So why was there such a concerted effort to um, make them appear straight or if nothing else, make them appear not together? Um, And marketability is really the name of the game. So with a boy band, the key to marketability in the eyes of a Simon Cowell type old school marketing head is availability so it's the idea that you could date any of the members that any of the members could have that moment where they lock eyes in the crowd and fall in love with you um like happens in all the fan fictions that we've all read so um i would argue deeply that that is not true and that boy bands are now and have always been more of a representation of queer culture than anything else Um, but that is not the point of this i just will make that broad statement and leave it there for now Um, so a marketability is the key. And then the second key part is, um, I don't even know how I would word it, but like, like a sort of stubbornness of once they've committed to this path, it's very, very difficult for them to go back on it and not, um, have it look negative for the marketing company, which again, to be very clear, I'm talking like I'm a marketing exec but I think this is horrible and that everyone who is involved in this should lose their jobs and lose all their money yeah. um, and also go to gay jail
0: <laughs> gay jail gay jail I
1: that. Um, well I hate prison I don't want anyone to act, go to actual prison right like end prisons but we need like some sort of gay jail still okay
0: yeah so like the prison industrial complex okay only for gay jail is what, or what we're gathering
1: yeah it's okay for <laughs> oppressed people to profit off the system. <laughs> I love that. Oh, okay. So, um, yes, Uh, especially as Harry Styles became, uh, you know, capital H, capital S, Harry Styles as we know him now. Everyone knows, um, I think, the reputation that came with that when he was younger, it was like a reputation as a womanizer of like older women. Um, and like cougars and that was really damaging. A lot of it was still happening when he was, um, a minor, uh, including like his alleged relationship with Caroline Flack, which I don't think was real in any way, shape or form. Um, but I do think was uh, damaging to someone who openly struggled with mental health issues until unfortunately she lost her life. So, um, I think there is a lot of like layers to it, Um, but that reputation just continued. Uh, He's always kind of had a hot girlfriend on his arm, whether it be a a literal Victoria's Secret model or just someone like who could be, Um, that woman is always famous uh, and she's always, you know, promoting her newest movie or album, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Well, it's Um, also worth noting, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I feel like it's worth noting that Harry Styles is the youngest member of the One Direction band, right?
1: It is worth noting. Yeah. So Harry Styles was 16 when the band was formed. Um, He was born in 1994. So to give everyone the reference, he's currently 28 years old. Like us. Well, like me, you're not there yet.
0: No, oh, hey, how dare you? I am 28. I'm oh, my God, now. your birthday was like a week ago. Why did I think it hasn't happened yet? How dare you? We are both cancers and now we're in Leo season. How dare you?
1: You're before me. And for some reason in my head, I was like, mm, Hannah's birthday is in August. Even though your birthday is it.
0: literally before mine
1: by several weeks. Anyway.
0: Fair, whatever. <laughs> Anyways,
1: we're all 28. Me, you, and Harry Styles. Yes. Um, and he is the youngest member um being the only one who was born in 94 not that that matters that much but just he was the youngest and did have a lot of this thrust upon him again a lot of it before he was even like literally an adult but like for all arguments sake none of them were adults even louie who was technically 18 was like not an adult he was still just right. a kid right.
0: um and all of them were way overly sexualized right so
1: yes absolutely
0: just,
1: yeah um so, contracts do have things like morality clauses. Um, like, that is very real, and it's an, an absolutely not unthinkable to think that something like that could exist in a boy band contract or in any sort of contract where, again, the end goal is marketability. Um, so, I won't get into all of it. There's lots of reasons why I believe this to be true. Um, just to kind of hit on the last high points here. Uh, I do not think Louis Tollinson has a child. That one might be more of a spicier opinion. I find most people accept that Larry was together at some point. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just like
0: obvious, like, I feel like it's all there.
1: <laughs> yeah. There was like a while where it seemed undeniable. Um, right. and then there was what we call the dark ages, um, where they weren't allowed to talk to each other anymore in an effort to, like, stem the Larry controversies. And it basically just ended up with them looking miserable at every single interview. And then the aunties on the internet being like, Larry's did this. You ruined their friendship. And it's like, well, I don't think that's true. But we won't get into all that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I feel like... Wait, no, I completely left my train of thought. Yes, there were the Dark Ages. But also, I wanted... Before you keep on going, can... I ask uh, you can cut me off if this is part of your story, but what was like your first intro to Larry? Like, do you did you have like a specific interview that you saw that you're like, oh, what is this? Or like, just, <laughs> so like, I was fellow people on the internet or Tumblr.
1: Yeah, honestly, it was not um like an innocent fall into it. I'll be honest. <laughs> so I was always like sort of side interested in One Direction. Like, I was never into them in that sense um, and if you're someone like me who gets hyperfixated on boy bands you'll know what that means so like did i own all their albums and know all their songs yes did i go see the movie in theaters yes does that make me what i would consider a big fan no <laughs> um right. so yes i knew all their music i already owned all their albums so when my life got kind of bad after i graduated university and i was waiting to start grad school And I was like living with a guy and it was like, uh, it was bad. It was not a great situation. Um, And basically I would spend all day alone. And the one thing that I found that I like was like, well, what can I do to distract myself? And I Googled, I got really into One Direction, you know, and I had that time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to find out what this Larry Stylenson thing is about. So I literally just Googled it, um, found the Harry and Louis treatise and think I read that for like, literally about a week it took to go through everything. Incredible. Um, and like, there is an incredible amount of information
0: there. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, w- um, I like, I kind of want to find it. Like I don't, you, might, you said it might not exist anymore. But...
1: There's a way to access it, but like you have to, yeah. Old Tumblr is different than new Tumblr and you have to change the URL, but it is accessible. I did find it when we did um, a podcast episode on this, on my podcast. Um, Plug it. Big Bitch Energy, check it out. Our Larry podcast is our most popular one. Um, it is not an active podcast. Just a disclaimer.
0: But it's still so worth going back. I've listened to the Larry episodes. I've listened to a lot of episodes of the Larry episodes specifically. Oh, great. Yeah. So I will
1: not go into too much more detail. Um, like Taylor, there's lots of reasons. Like there is um, a whole bunch of songs that point to, you know, hiding a secret, hiding a love. I can't be myself. I can't talk about this. You know, um, why can't I be with you? You're all I want so much. It's hurting. That one's a real lyric. Um, their tattoos match. They have at least five or six sets of matching tattoos, including the oops and high ones that I mentioned. Um, I think overall, like where i stand on it now is i think it could be very debatable whether or not harry and Louis are still in a relationship together the way i look at it well i mean realistically i don't care like they are people i just hope they're happy because i care about them as people Mm -hmm. um uh, realistically there's too many pieces still that don't add up in my opinion even though it is harder to see them as being together because they are um, it's so much easier now that they're literally not in the same place because they're not in a band together at the moment. Right. Right. Um, but they will be. They're just on hiatus, you know. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it might they will come back, maybe not with Liam, but it's gonna be Niall, Louie, and Harriet's gonna be great.
1: Honestly, <laughs> bring back Zane.
0: Yeah, actually I would love that.
1: Uh, Zane and not Liam would everyone wins. Yeah.
0: Liam can just quit.
1: Keep on making his biophobic songs.
0: And, he can you know. lose his
1: hands. I don't know what's going on with him.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but honestly, but I, it's all jokes aside. Liam, though, he has suffered from you know grooming as well, um, like all the boys. But it's also like annoying right now. So
1: yeah, I mean, worth flagging that he, you know, had a child with his groomer. Yep. Um, and that that relationship was really normalized, but it was really gross. Yep. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, one thing I have... want to bring up about Larry. Yeah, though. yeah. Uh, well, first of all, yeah, because like um, I would say I like got really obsessed with um uh, with One Direction. Probably like actually right when the first album hit because I ended up seeing them in concert. It was one of like their first U.S. appearances. I like to brag about this all the time to Crystal.
1: Yeah, uh, I never saw them in concert, so that just
0: rubs some salt in the wound. I've seen him twice, no big deal. Um, except for the second time, it was like two months after Zayn left the band and I was inconsolable. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so I got really into it and I remember specifically seeing this cl- clip, which I sometimes still go back and watch. And I was like, what's this about? When uh, he's like, oh, when Harry, I'm sure you've seen this and it's part of the treatise, it's like when Harry goes, um, I, uh, he's like, I currently have a crush on Louis and um, and they're like uh, the, he's like have you? does he know and he's like we've talked about it the feeling's mutual <laughs> it's, it's mutual we've of... discussed it yeah yes. <laughs> and it's just the cutest thing ever because it's just like little baby Harry and he look, just looks so happy I mean uh-huh. I know I'm pretty sure he was underage at this point which is a little sus but like he just yeah you're allowed like, to think they're
1: in love. love just don't be gross about it which a lot of people in the fandom could not find that line
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So,
0: yeah. And so, yeah. I just like think about that, and I'm like, that's just like so heartfelt, and that's kind of I was my intro to Larry, and then I was like, watching YouTube Larry like ultimate cuts, like, yeah, constantly, <laughs> of them just like you know interacting and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, I just love this.
1: Yeah, the thirty iconic moments is a very iconic YouTube video. I think if the original has been taken down, um. I was gonna see how many views it has, but I think, yeah, the original has been taken down, which is very sad. Bad day.
0: There's 30,000 views, and 28,000 of them are crystal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ultimate Larry Stylin marathon, which is two and a half, I can't talk. Two and a half hours long has 1.7 million views. So, okay. in one year, oh my God, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to add that. Download video. All right. I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so, awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> You're going
0: to like, just like be in a blanket of nostalgia.
1: Yeah. So I think that's it. I'll leave it there and we will speed up on the rest of our picks, but yes. was there yeah, anything else Larry?
0: Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I guess maybe one more thing. Uh, also just watching them interact on stage. It's uh-huh. like I mean, which is like one of the most beautiful and purest things ever. Like I remember, uh, again, I'm gonna brag. Uh, I remember when they did at the on their first tour. I think it was during Up All Night, like the song, which I know you're not a huge fan of the first album. I mean, it's still a banger, but like your least favorite.
1: I'm a huge fan of the first album. I just think it's their worst.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, that's why I clarified. I'm sorry. <laughs> but during Up All Night, they were playing with beach balls. Mm-hmm. And like during a part where, like, uh, with when Larry isn't singing, they're like, we're in the corner, just like kicking a, a beach ball back and forth and like obviously flirting. And I'm like, I'm obsessed. I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so cute and pure. Um, but, anyways, yes. Yeah, so now I get to pick my next one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with your second pick. Okay. All right, so for my second pick, I'm gonna do another gay one because I can't control myself. Hmm. So I am gonna go with uh, the rumors that Cara Delevingne and Selena Gomez are dating. So, oh,
1: I don't know about this. So I can't wait for you to fill me in.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not. I mean, just because Cara Delavine and Selena Gomez are Taylor adjacent, this is kind of how I figured Like I've heard about this. I'm don't. I'm not an expert by any means. I'm sure. There's probably gonna be someone who's an expert in this, just like screaming at me through this whole thing, but it's fine. Um, they didn't take over the podcast. Exactly. I mean, they could have came on, but they didn't. They didn't tell me that they were huge True. fans. <laughs> um, so yeah, Carol Delvine obviously is openly like out. I believe she identifies as a lesbian, but don't quote me on that. Um, and then Selena Gomez, I don't think has ever really confirmed her sexuality uh, publicly. Um, but they have, like, a friendship timeline where, um, it's, like, a little, it's a little, it's a little fruity. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: they met back in 2015, I believe, um, before the Taylor Swift Bad Blood music video. And they've been, like, thick as sieves ever since. Um, they are obviously in the Bad Blood music video together, um, and there was a lot of rumors leading up to it. Selena Gomez has actually like talked about it before because there's been a lot about it. And she's basically just said that she really enjoys the fan theories. Which honestly encourages it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think part of her reasoning was that she's like, Well, at least people aren't like talking about like other aspects of my life, which is a which is a fair thing as a celebrity, I'm sure that can be annoying and stuff like that, but I mean, if you had an issue with it or if you it didn't wasn't a thing, then that seems like a very weird thing to say personally. But who am I? I don't know. Yep. And then so Selena Gomez openly references these rumors and says she loves it. And then a couple months after that, they had a uh, they went to a Knicks game together and they sat courtside, and the courtside uh, thing put them on the kiss cam together. Oh my god. Um, so naturally everyone pressured him, so they just but it was like just like a cute, like, you know, like peck on the like cheek, but like the the whole thing, they were like cuddling and kinda like holding hands, and so like mm-hmm. of course people were going insane. Oh, and then oh, and most importantly I forgot to mention they have matching tattoos. So they have and like she's referenced on like what it means and she's very secretive about it. So they both have Well, I think Selena Gomez has a rose on her back. I don't know where Kara has it, but I know it's matching. Um, So they have a rose on her back. And um, essentially, she said that Kara calls her my rose. Wow. Yeah. And that um, there's a lot of multiple other meanings with it, which I was explaining to my friend who is a straight pop culture fan or huh. uh, later, early today, she's like, "Well, she has tattoos as everyone." I'm like, "Does everyone call her my Rose?" Um, but that's just that's just me. Um So like, there is like this this whole thing, and then I don't want to get into any spoilers, but Kara does make an appearance and only murders in building in season two, and I won't say anything else. But if you haven't caught up on that, you should because right Which you know, I have up. not. Yes, which is why I'm not going to say anymore. But people gay internet was freaking out essentially yeah of
1: course yeah. they'd be freaking out no matter what just because she's yeah. on the show so
0: like carol would have, could have showed up and just like slapped Selena in the face and like pushed her into a gutter and people have been like oh my god this is well that's very out. gay honestly <laughs> honestly anything is very gay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's basically all i have to say about that but do you have any thoughts or questions or comments or anything like that
1: no, that's uh I literally didn't know that existed. So that's great information. Um, I know Cara Delavine is like a little problematic right now, but yes. I have always um, I don't want to say loved her because I don't know anything about her, but I have a soft spot for her in the sense that like I'm very deeply attracted to her. Yeah, I was gonna um, say I've
0: always had a crush on her, so yeah, it's hard. Um, I know she's problematic. I, the whole Megan The Stallion thing. Yeah. Um, it's cringy It's not really
1: problematic
0: It's just yeah. cringy <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to go on a little tangent But I would just like to say this I feel like men do this stuff all the time But because oh, they oh, well, a woman is doing it To another woman It's just like people are like Whoa. But also I mean like you don't need to hit on someone On the red carpet um, So I'm not saying it's it's fine But it's just a little cringy But I feel like people blew it out of proportion But that's just me being kind of a Karis stan So people are gonna come at me now so after i said that oh whatever (laughs) but yeah
1: all right are you ready for my second pick
0: i'm so excited
1: okay so here's the thing i don't really have like these long drawn out theories for the rest of my four picks they're just interesting fun things so they're Mm -hmm. not going to be big long explanations so yeah i love that
0: yeah
1: um and here's the first one of them. Katy Perry is grown-up John Benet Ramsey.
0: Oh my God, that was one of my backups. But it was a backup, so we're good. Yeah, I know, but that's one of my favorites.
1: So John <laughs> Benet Ramsey is probably my favorite true crime story, and I know it's like very like noir to say like you have a favorite murder, but um in terms of like true crime and the industry that exists around it john bonnet has always been my favorite um absolutely. burke obviously did it
0: that's the brother right yeah yeah no i like can never remember his name but i'm always like the brother did it yeah and then people are like i don't even know what you're talking about and i'm like oh i mean oh, that's another uh conspiracy theory or whatever true crime thing that my mom was obsessed with as well so i have oh, okay
1: there was a lot when we were little, like, I remember it being big on, like, magazines and stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so basically, that's the whole theory, um, and it's it's just based on the fact that they look relatively similar. Um, the biggest and easiest way to disprove it is if you look at that picture of Katy Perry beside, like, Zoe Deschanel and um, Emily Blunt, and there's, like, six other people, and they all look identical to each other. Yep. Um, so that would be my proof against it if, if, if I wanted to offer that. But um, personally, I love the theory. I love that there's absolutely no reason um, why John Bonet would be fake murdered. <laughs> like, <laughs> they weren't famous. Really she wasn't like escaping from anything bad. Um, like yeah, a lot of the times when, when you're talking anymore. Yeah, but she was a child. She could have just stopped doing them. Yeah, would would her mom let her? Would Patsy let her? Anyway, you're saying so you're, say, the so you're suggesting the six-year-old faked her death, and that her family wasn't in on it.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's the theory you know. That is the official Planet Fantasy theory on JonBenet Ramsey.
0: I can't wait for this theory to blow up and she I faked her own death. So.
1: and single-handedly.
0: Then, like, when there's a new treatise about John Bonet Ramsey and, um, Katy Perry, it's going to start with planet fantasy and Kyle and Damon will have us think. It's true.
1: Get them the Wikipedia citation. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's it. That's Uh, all I got. That's the theory.
0: That's amazing. I love Uh, that
1: it's outlandish. It makes no sense. There's no reason for it. And I love it.
0: No, I completely agree. That's why it's one of my favorites as well. Um, I mean, like, I also just like I like the escapism of the possibility that maybe JonBenet was brutally murdered and that she's alive and thriving. And that That's just makes fair. me happy <laughs> as well. So. Alright, so before we jump into the next one, should we take a break? No, we just started this recording. Oh, well, so that was going to be our break before and now we're just going to do this. Well, we're only six minutes into this recording, so we don't yeah, have to like stop 20, it yet. Okay, I was going to say 20 minutes in. I don't know. Alright, we'll keep Yeah, going I'm timing then. it. We're six minutes in. Alright, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and never mind, you can just ignore me. It's fine. I don't Why don't you give me your third pick? Yes. Okay, I kind of want to steal one from you, but I'm not going to because I'm nice.
1: You don't know what mine are. I, I don't think you could steal from one from me if you tried.
0: So if I bring up Leah and Michelle can't read? That's not one of mine. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, well we're going to talk about that one next. <laughs> So everyone knows this one, I feel like, or maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's just gay people. But th- my favorite theory from, oh, I don't know, Glee has been mentioned a lot on this this uh, this podcast, but that's fine. Um, the There's a whole theory, and I know, I'm sure, actually, Crystal, you probably know more about it than I do, um, but it's still one of my favorite theories that she can't read and that Ryan Murphy during the Glee episodes would read her the scripts so that she could memorize them. Um, and now it's just like one of the best running jokes on the internet. Um, I know Leah Michelle in one interview referenced it and saying, I thought they were very funny. I had a great time reading the tweets and we're like, okay, that sounds sus, but all right. Um, and then, um, also obviously with the whole reemergence of Leah Michelle, um, with the whole funny girl thing. People are like, how is she going to learn the line? She can't read, blah, blah, blah. During the Spring Awakening um, documentary, which we both watched, there was no re- references of her reading. And when she was singing, she had no notes in front of her. What What was that about? I don't know. Wow. So do you have anything else to add about that?
1: No, nothing except that I'm obsessed with it. Um, yeah. I think it's very funny. I think Leah Michelle is not a very nice person, so it's good to make fun of her um i think it's funny to say she's illiterate
0: (laughs) yeah no yes uh i think that's honestly part of one of the big basis of it right is that people just don't like leah michelle so we just like to make fun of her
1: yeah and that's well founded
0: yes exactly we don't need to get into all that because she does suck and everyone knows that so
1: (laughs) that's so true if you don't know google it
0: yes and you'll get uh you'll get sucked into a tick tock rabbit hole of all these people making jokes about it and it's
1: delightful yeah
0: all right are you ready for the next one all
1: right my third one okay now we're getting more outlandish um i'm gonna go for the most ridiculous one i found while i was looking things up um and it comes from Infowars. oh no um, and I'm going to preface it that, like, this from them was obviously posed very seriously. Um, but I just think it's hilarious. And that is the theory that Miley Cyrus is an agent of the Obama administration. And her turn away from her, like, Disney purity and all of the the drama that came from that and, like, the VMA performance and all of that stuff was a distraction from the bombing of Syria. I didn't know Miley
0: Cyrus held this much power. This is insane. Yeah,
1: honestly, my favorite part of it is it implies that um, the people who care about Miley Cyrus doing things like twerking at the VMAs are the same people who care about the bombing of Syria. <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong, there's overlap that exists. I am a pop culture and current events person. But like, yep. if if the presidential administration was going to make a concerted effort to try to distract people um, the people they would want to distract are not the people watching the VMAs.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, no, I just,
0: I absolutely love it. Um, well, and wait. and isn't sorry, Robin go ahead. Canadian too? Right? So, right. What? Is it Robin Thicke, who was with the twerking thing, he's Canadian, right?
1: You're right. So it is an international issue.
0: Yeah, it is a national issue, and it, it involves two parties, and so therefore, whoever was the prime minister at the time, I don't know if it was Trudeau, um, would have been on board with this as well, which I appreciate. Oh, I think it was.
1: No, it wasn't, because this was definitely before I could vote, and I voted for Trudeau, unfortunately. I was
0: <laughs> oh, just coming out with your, uh, your political views. I thought you were a, cons- a hardcore conservative this whole time. My
1: political views are left.
0: Whatever... <laughs> You're picturing go further <laughs> yes i think everyone probably listening to this podcast knows that as well
1: <laughs> yeah i was like i don't know there is no political parties for my views i've gone beyond them
0: yeah same honestly um, all right so how do you, is... wait,
1: hold on how do you feel do you do you think miley Cyrus was an agent of the obama administration to distract people from the bombings of syria
0: I mean, actually, I was the one that wrote that on Infowars.com. So, I'm, it's kind of crazy that you picked this conspiracy theory. Making so. the frogs gay. <laughs> no, but actually, isn't Miley Cyrus also one of the many... Um, one of the many uh, people who they think is dead? Oh. I, I think there might be some I sort of I haven't heard that, but I'm into it. Um, and, like, has been replaced. Um, which... Would be crazy, Um and so like maybe they did replace her to have a spy for the Obama administration, and that is that it, it comes full circle. Wow, I think we
1: just discovered something here on Planet Fantasy.
0: Exactly, you heard it here first, folks.
1: Wow, this podcast is really important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait in fifty years when there's a when there we end up in the um, history books about how we un- un- cracked this huge conspiracy
1: yeah recording so, podcasts and books is going to be interesting but I think they'll figure it out
0: yeah absolutely I love that but no I don't believe it obviously but <laughs> no of I do course appreciate I, do appreciate I do appreciate a good crazy infowars thing I
1: love the like amount of foresight that it would require in order to be true like Miley Cyrus was famous long before Obama was president right like right not, okay, not long before that was an exaggeration, but, like, Hannah Montana started in... 2006. Yeah, somewhere around there, right? So, yeah.
0: pre-Obama.
1: Um,
0: anyway. Well, and it's also better because it didn't... Okay, VMA's happened in his second term, right? So she was already do, still doing the whole Disney thing in her... But where is the line? Like,
1: is Billy Ray also a plant? Have they been planning this since Aiky Breaky Heart? Oh, my gosh.
0: Dolly Parton it's all connected. is involved
1: too. Metro station is a part of this. <laughs> you know, at the beginning of "Shake It," when they say "Let's drop," they were talking about the bombs in Syria.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> it's all coming together, folks.
0: I feel like if we had a little bit more weed, we would like literally solve world peace right now. Like <laughs> we've got, we've got it figured out.
1: Hey, I'm leaving that to the K-pop bands after they
0: manage to end anti-Asian hate. That, that's very true. K-pop, we don't deserve them, honestly. That's so true. <laughs> okay, give me your fourth pick. Fourth pick. All right. All right. I will. I'm actually going to go with something semi-political for my fourth pick as well, which is just one of my favorites. Except for it used to be my favorite conspiracy theory, but then the person who it's about actually commented on it, and now I hate it a little bit. But Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer.
1: <laughs> okay, no, I love it.
0: So it was my favorite for a really long time, but then there was that one point where Ted Cruz literally made a tweet about it to help him during the um, his last election. And then I was like, okay, you're not a part of this joke. You're not allowed yeah, to Yeah, fuck that guy. It. Yeah. So, but I love that because honestly, he's sus, and I could see him being the Zodiac Killer, even though the timeline doesn't make sense whatsoever, and that the Zodiac Killer would be long dead and a lot younger than... Ted Cruz, but
1: maybe that's why he's going to
0: Cancun. He's getting like life. He's getting those he's getting rich
1: like, people children's
0: blood treatments or whatever. Exactly, exactly. So that's all I got for that one, but it's a great one. No, the Let's only thing I have thing. to say is that I
1: 100% believe it, and I think he should be arrested immediately. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, For many absolutely. reasons. But... Honestly, I think, yeah, the Zodiac movie with Jake Gyllenhaal got it all wrong. They should have just led with Ted Cruz, but
1: they didn't alas. know. Jake Gyllenhaal didn't know. Yes. He, he could have known, though. <laughs> so. Wow, that's so true. You <laughs> know, he's not good at paying attention.
0: Exactly. He forgot about a birthday, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Full circle. All right. What is your next month?
1: Okay, so my next one is ridiculous again. Yes. Um, my favorite part about this one is that it kept coming up on on lists of conspiracies, um, and it's absolutely not a conspiracy in any way, shape, or form. And that is a conspiracy that Rihanna can't wink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never heard this one, but this is incredible.
1: <laughs> so I found it on on a list on a website of like, and it like it wasn't like a uh like a, a list website that's just like a, a venue for ads it was like a real website that you would go to i can't remember which one it was but it was a real website um and it um i'm trying to figure out what website it was because i want the credibility damn it
0: yeah absolutely you gotta sw- set your sources even if it's conspiracies.
1: <laughs> okay it's gone anyway it doesn't matter
0: this is now the new source. It's Planet Fantasy. I'm the source. Yeah.
1: Yep. And it was that gif of her, I think she's on Ellen. And it's the one where she's like pointing and like winking. And it's like, yeah, girl, like that's the Oh yeah.
0: It's like a meme, the right? GIF.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and it's that one. And if you look closely, she doesn't actually wink. She just sort of like half winks and then blinks both her eyes. And the reason this has turned into a conspiracy, according to this website, is purely because. She has never proven that she can wink.
0: So now it's like, it's like you have to show us. Well, otherwise. now can she? Yeah. I mean, if can I she? her in person, I need to know. Like, I'm going to be will like, will we ever know? Probably won't.
1: If I ever see her in person, I will not be capable of speech. But if I were, <laughs> I would ask.
0: Which, okay, also, sorry, random tangent on this one. But have you heard about how Rihanna smells amazing? no but I have I had no doubt I it's like a through line like everyone that meets her is like Rihanna smells amazing and people are like oh like how like what does she smell like and like everyone just says like heaven and I just want to know like is this like her natural scent
1: does she have like a
0: specific like Fenty like perfume or something like that but like basically it's like so potent but like smells incredible like I can't remember who it was in an interview was like someone got in an elevator after she had left and they were like, Rihanna was in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how like incredible the scent is. And I just like, so like if I were to ever meet Rihanna, I Rihanna, I just like, wouldn't be able to speak obviously, but I would need to make sure that I got a sniff of her, which would probably be weird for her and me, but. Now that's it's, incredible. Now I just, no, no. I,
1: I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. So I guess we'll never know when we're going to wink because everyone just gets intoxicated by her scent and her beauty and. Or presence.
1: Wow. So. Maybe that's the conspiracy after all.
0: <laughs> it's like pheromones or something. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. That's incredible. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. I guess not. There's
1: no way to know.
0: Um... Oh. All right, should I go for my last one?
1: Yeah, let's do the last one.
0: Okay. Okay, well, actually, though I so you never came up with my last one, so I just want to quick throw in this one because this is actually the first conspiracy theory besides the Titanic one that I honestly do believe is true, but it's not as fun. And that was that uh, Princess Diana was murdered by the uh, the Queen. Um, that was the first one I grew up on, but we're not gonna, That's not the one I was going. to Oh, pick. I love that. Yeah, it's like honestly, I can't wait for the that's crown just to, a given. Yeah, the Crown to get into that and in this next season, so. Um, anyways, but my actual real one is that Anna Avril Lavigne was replaced back in the early yes. 2000s. Was that one of yours? No. Okay. I mean, honestly, it's a classic one. And the fact that she just recently got on TikTok and, like, like, not necessarily addressed it, but, like, brought it up, just, like, makes it even more real to me. <laughs> like, um... Basically, um, everyone was like, everyone, she's like, what well, most of my TikToks consist of in the comments is people being like, is that the real you? And like, that was like the whole TikTok. And it like, honestly, like, had me like laughing in stitches. But now mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, since she has addressed it, now it has to be true. So. Wow. One of my faves. Amazing. That's all I got, though all right so is that your last one yes that was
1: my last okay one. i love it like i feel like that was probably one of the first ones i ever learned about
0: oh that wow. like it's led like,
1: me down the rabbit early, hole yeah
0: early 2000s you were like in, in on it you're like oh my gosh albert, albert levine was replaced <laughs> i
1: don't know if it was like that early but like yeah it was definitely one of the first ones i learned about i think nice my last it. one um here's the best part it's not a conspiracy theory it's absolutely real okay um and that is that Paula Abdul has been claiming she was in a plane crash in the late 80s that never happened
0: oh my gosh I okay I just recently found out about this one so you did have, I like, like not that long ago, and I had a
1: moment of like, how have I never heard this story before? Like it is so in line with all of the things that I love, um, in terms of just like ridiculous pop culture things that are so off the wall. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I should have looked up the the details here. Sorry, it's nineteen ninety two. Um, She claims she was in a plane crash on a short flight on a small plane. Um, I don't remember where it was, somewhere in Europe, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Um, God, I picked this article to try to find like these. No, St. Louis to Denver. Oh, okay. On a seven-seater plane. Um, she claims that it crashed and she had severe injuries, um, that she has been battling her entire life. Um, so like,
0: has, did she recently like come out with this or was this something she claimed right from the start? She's always claimed this. Okay. That's, what's crazy about it because there's like no log of it, right? Whatsoever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's like no record of this ever happening. Um, It is not in any of like the aviation
0: records. Um, There's no medical records, but I know that's a little bit hard to track given that it's HIPAA laws and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like nothing like that either. Yeah. Um,
1: And unfortunately, the actual answer is, is probably a little bit sadder in that Paula Abdul has openly struggled with drugs for a lot of her life. And this is what she kind of credits as the inciting factor um, in terms of like causing the pain that caused, you know, the prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she's been talking about it since it looks like 2005, 2006.
0: So, like, peak American Idol. Like, she was like, guys, I was in a plane crash back in the 90s.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the case. Interesting.
0: Wow. I yeah. mean, however, like, I mean, yeah, it, it, like, the the real answer is probably a lot sadder in that it is just, like, an excuse for drug use. But, I mean, like, whatever, whatever you got to do to cope. Honestly, it might not be the right thing, but if that's what she needs to do... Uh, until she can accept it, then you know what? Who am I to judge? Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, the National Transportation Safety Board um, does have a database of all accidents that nothing even close to
0: fits. And, like, they even have, like, small charter planes and stuff like that, right? Like that, because, like, everything has to be
1: yeah, it's all like in the in the system or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I love um, that.
1: Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't have any more information. But that is my favorite. Like, I guess not conspiracy theory. Um, that she has been claiming this for years and has like stayed to a consistent story. Um, but yeah, that there's no evidence that it ever happened. All right, and I think that's it. Do you have any other conspiracies that you want to hint? I did have two that were kind of on my short list that I didn't talk about.
0: Ah, uh, no, the only other extra one, like you, uh, you had like one. You you talked about one of mine, but then the other one was just Prince Diana, which is honestly just fact. So, um, but yes, I would love to hear your other two random ones.
1: Yeah, my other two honorable mentions is that Lord is actually 45. Um, <laughs> I've not
0: heard that one. Oh, oh, no? She
1: said it in, like, a, a Vogue article or something. <laughs> um, and the second one is that Beyonce kidnapped Sia and forced her to write songs from her subterranean lair.
0: There's so many Beyonce ones out there, actually. We could have, like, an entire podcast or some Beyonce. It is so <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And, like...
1: I don't want to underestimate the fact that like um why like we should point out the fact that like the people with the most conspiracies about them are like the two most successful black people in pop in pop culture and that like societal instinct is like to make up conspiracies because they couldn't have possibly achieved it on their own in a way that we don't um apply to white people
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the OG, I mean, obviously race is like a huge impact on like thing, but the OG conspiracy theory that I like to think about is like the fact that Shakespeare didn't actually write it, which you're like, how could someone, because they had like the class system, how could someone of this class write these amazing like uh, plays type of thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's the same kind of thing, which obviously in U.S. society, it's going to be like, well, there's no way that Black people could do this type of thing, so...
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, also I would actually one of the ones that I was gonna talk about, but then I had enough backups was the fact that Solange is actually Beyoncé's daughter. I don't know if you've heard that one. I do. I have, I do like that one. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many the Beyonce ones. That could be another takeover.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. All right. With that yeah, a lot
0: of fun talking about Taylor Swift and, and Larry and all other conspiracies with you though.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad we decided to take over the podcast, make it our own, and do this in a way that we could never do with Kyle and Damon here. Right.
0: I, like over under bet. Do you think Damon is going to listen to this podcast, or is he just going to be like, nah? <laughs>
1: um, let's give him a code word, and he has to text us the code word if he's listened to this far. I
0: oh know God, Kyle I will, because
1: he has to edit it. But
0: yes, yeah, we no, can we absolutely test Damon. What is the code word? Hmm pierogies oh okay that is a very random word but I love that are you eating pierogies like what's going on with that no I'm just always (laughs)
1: thinking about the (laughs) pierogies
0: it'd just be like that (laughs) okay so if Damon has made it this far he has to text pierogies to one of us um we'll give him we'll give him 24 hours after the pod drops
1: I'll give him like a week I get behind on my podcast okay
0: Well, I mean, it's his podcast. Okay. I'm more generous than Hannah,
1: apparently. Yeah, his pod, like when I had my podcast, it was like the last on the list that I catch up on because
0: I'm on it, but I know he's not on this one, but
1: anyway, pierogies, Damon, hit us up if you're here.
0: All right. Awesome. And we will keep people updated on whether or not he listened to his own podcast. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Crystal. Really enjoyed taking over with you.
1: Thanks, Hannah. I'll see everyone at our next hostel takeover. They can't yes. get rid of us now. We'll
0: exactly. see if we ever give
1: the account back.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're just going to keep coming back. Love it.
1: All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.